Thank you again for joining me, wonderful people of God. And to Jesus again belongs all the glory, honor, and praise. He is our wonderful and precious Redeemer. Today, the cure of self. I want to talk to you about the cure of self because our biggest enemy is self. Lord, I thank you for what you're about to show us. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. And take the scales off our eyes right now, Lord, that we might see and understand and live the life you want us to live. We give you all the praise, dearest Jesus, and God's people said, Amen. All right. Resist the devil and he'll flee. We know that. How do we resist the devil? Through the word of God. But there is no scripture that says resist self and he'll flee. Because self is there all the time. So the real enemy, the, 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 the real enemy in our life is self. The devil we can deal with. We can resist him. We can defeat him through the word just like the Lord did by saying it is written and he'll flee. But self is there. The flesh is in bed with us, wakes up with us, eats with us, goes to work with us, is in the car with us all the time. Because self is our problem. And when we come to that place where we realize, like Paul in, in, in Romans 7, 24, where he says, O wretched man that I am. He came to that realization his biggest problem was himself. He said, who shall deliver me from this body of death, from this body of destruction and corruption? Israel, they, they came out of Egypt. That's like when we are free, we free from the, from the world and from sin. They came into the wilderness, but they had to cross the Red Sea, and the Cross Sea is our salvation, basically. But the wilderness is the, is the place where God prepares us for victory, to enter the promised land. And the promised land is life in the spirit. So the, the promised land is not about heaven. The promised land speaks of life in the spirit, living in, in heavenly places victoriously in Jesus. And many people said, Lee, they allow the Lord to bring them out of Egypt, but they don't allow him to bring them into the promised land. So how do we get into the promised land, the land of victory, the, the land of triumph, the land where the flesh is not ruling us anymore, where the Lord is ruling us? We are truly living in heavenly places, the true Christian life. So the real Christian life um, is different than what most people probably see, because the Christian is of no use to God until he or she is dead. The Christian is of no use to the Lord until he or she dies to the things of the world, to the things of the flesh. It's taken me a lifetime to understand all this because when, when, when I got saved, all I heard was the crucified life. Everyone I heard back in the 70s talked about dying to self, dying to self. When I went to see Catherine Goodman, she was quite dramatic, by the way, where she said, you have to die, you have to die. And I had no clue what she meant. And what she meant is, don't go kill yourself. Because I have, in fact, I went and prayed as a Lord, please kill me. Because I didn't know what she was talking about. She said, you have to die. And I was so young in the Lord and young in the spirit, you know. But I've, I've come to the place 
Well, now I, 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 I understand that death to self is the only means for deliverance from that self-life. And you and I cannot kill ourselves. God doesn't intend to kill us because we are to reckon ourselves dead already. Meaning, 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 um, we are not called to a process of self-crucifixion. We are called to the acceptance of crucifixion complete, crucifixion accomplished. Look what it says here in verse 11 of Romans 6. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead, indeed dead unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the Christian life is not about a process of dying. It's about coming to the place you say, I am dead already. Reckon yourselves to be dead already. And that's why Paul in Galatians 2.20 said, I am already, I am already crucified with Christ. I'm already dead. Nevertheless, I live, yet the life I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God himself who died for me so I could live. So how do I reckon? What does it mean to reckon to be dead? And, and amazingly, in verse 7 of, of chapter 6 of Romans, it says, he that is dead is free from sin already. Wow. And then, if you read again, likewise reckon yourselves to be dead, verse 11, it says, now it says, sin will not, verse 14, sin will not have dominion over you anymore. So how do you and I come to the place where sin is now ruling our life? We have to die to the flesh. We have to reckon ourselves dead to the flesh. Now, let's understand something, because if we want to really understand this fully, Jesus gave us the cure when he said in Luke, let's go to Luke again, and I'm going to explain it. I'm going to take my time and explain that a little further because, you know, I've learned a lot by just living the Christian life or by being in the ministry. I've been a Christian now over 50 years. So surely by now I should have learned something, okay? So if any man will come after me, this is Luke 9, 23. If any man will, will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So if any man will come after Jesus, if anyone wants to follow Jesus, he must deny self, die to self, Take up that cross daily and follow the Lord. So it is, it is very possible to live that kind of life. But there are qualifications. There are things we have to do. So we have to accept, number one, we have to accept the fact that we are dead. Number two, we have to keep accepting it every day. We have to accept the fact we are dead to the world to the old life. But we have to accept it every day and we have to repeat the process of death, meaning that we know we're dead to the world daily. Not, not only do we accept it, we repeat it. Because Jesus said daily. You, you, you pick up that cross 
every single day. So you deny yourself. We accept the fact we're dead to the, to the world. We don't belong to the world. Now we have to, to accept it. And thirdly, we have to repeat it. So once we get there, we begin to understand true Christianity. And true Christianity is Jesus in you. Jesus in you, the hope of glory. So Jesus living in you, Jesus living through you. Okay. My salvation and your salvation is not, is not dependent on our abilities to be like the Lord. Because if, if, if we depend on ourselves, we're lost. But when Jesus is our salvation, when Jesus is, not become, is our salvation, we cannot be lost. So it's not us working, it's Jesus working in us. I remember David Duplessis, the, the dear saint of God that I talk about here and there. I met him years, years ago in the 70s in Brockville, Ontario, Canada. And Marty Phillips, who had the conference there, who used to be Catherine Kuhlman's right-hand lady in Canada. David was one, one of the speakers, and I was one of the speakers in the conference. And she said, would you walk him to his hotel room? And I saw this as my great chance to ask the, the biggest question I could think about. And I was in my 20s, and he was already in his 70s. And we all looked up to him as Mr. We actually called him Mr. Pentecost. I said, Mr. Pentecost, please tell me, how do I please God? And he stopped. He put his briefcase down. He put his finger in my chest and pushed me to the wall. And he said, it's not your ability. It's God's ability in you. And then he said, good night, and went to his room. And I stood there still wondering what he said. It took me years to learn that. How do I begin literally living the Christian life where Jesus is living in me and through me? It's no longer I that's living the Christian life. He is living the Christian life, and I am dead to the life I used to live. So in John 12, 24, the Lord said that the seed has to die. The seed has to go into the ground and die. So let's go to John 12, and I'm explaining it real slow here because I don't want you to miss it. And I know sometimes it gets confusing, but it really isn't. Verily, verily, I say unto you, John 12, 24, except a corn of wheat, meaning you and I, fall into the ground and die, it abides alone, meaning no productivity, no fruit, nothing is coming out, there's no life. But if it die, it brings forth much fruit. And then he explains it by, by, by saying, he that loves his life will lose it. He that hates his life in this world will keep it unto life eternal. So there's fruitfulness unto life eternal when we die to the flesh, when we die to the old life, when we die to self. Now, what is self? What, what, how do I know self is still there? Well, even Paul was still struggling with it in Romans 7. When he says, what I want to do, I don't do. And what I don't want to do, I end up doing. 
or wretched man that I am. So self comes, you know, to the surface when we become touchy, when we become upset about nothing, when we are sensitive, when someone doesn't recognize us, when we're always struggling for positions, always struggling for honor and recognition, when, when, we, we, when we cannot handle correction and rebuke, it, that's all about self. When we are full of self-defense, we're always defending ourselves. That's self. And that has got to die. When we say, Lord, I put my life in your hand. I don't have to defend myself. You defend me. I don't have to seek for honor. You do that through me, Lord. You do that for me. So God will do it all for us. I know, I know. It's a tough thing. I know. But the Christian life is all about denying that touchiness and sensitivity and seeking for position and defending ourselves all the time when we don't need to. So Christianity, true Christianity is Christ in you who will bring you to that place of glory. So think about tea in a tea bag, in a, in a tea bag and think about a hot cup of water. The water is not the tea, and the tea is not the water. But when you put that tea in the water, that water becomes tea. So look at yourselves as the water. And Jesus is the tea. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful? So the water is not the tea, and the tea is not the water. But when the tea takes hold of the water, the water becomes tea. Now we can drink it as tea, not as water. So you are the water, I'm the water, Jesus is the tea. And the more he, his life flows out from the tea, the more it darkens the water to be completely like tea and not water anymore. It doesn't look like water anymore. We know it's there, but it has the color of the tea, the smell of the tea, the taste of the tea. It's all about tea now. The Lord wants to take our life like that. So we cease to be us and we become him, and he lives through us. So Christ in us, the hope of glory. Now, let me, let me explain something here. You and I are spirit, soul, and body. The minute you are saved, your spirit becomes one with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. He that is joined to the Lord is one. But the soul is that, is that personality in between Jesus and the world. The body is that part of us that is connected to the world. The body is that part of us that is in contact with the outside world. So the spirit is in contact with God. The body is in contact with the world, but the soul is between both. Who do I submit to? Do I submit to the spirit so I can be in contact with God? Or do I submit to the body so I can be in contact with the world? So we daily have a choice. Which way do I go today, Lord? When I die to the things of the world, I can connect with God. So easy. But if I don't die to the things of the world, I have no more contact with God. So it's a daily battle. It's a, it's a, it's a daily decision. So when Jesus said, deny self, he was saying, deny the contact with the world. Deny that contact with the visible world. 
Deny the contact with the flesh. Don't let the world control you through your body, affecting your soul and disconnecting your spirit from you. Well, you're no longer listening to God who is in your spirit, man. So our spirit is one with the Lord. Our body is connected to the world. But our soul decides, which way do I go today? So Paul said, who will deliver me from this body of death? This body of death that wants to pull me back into its world. Because this body is always wanting to go to the world. Because it's of the world. It came out of the world. It's of the flesh. It's dust. It's earth. But the spirit is of God. And the soul is that personality. And my soul is who I think or what I think, what I feel, and, 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 and what I decide, basically. So the soul is what I think, what I feel, what I decide. It's my mind, my soul, my emotions, and my will. That's my soul. So my soul is my personality. And that person decides, today I'm going to surrender to the Lord, but I cannot surrender to the Lord till I disconnect with the flesh completely. How do I connect with the Lord? Time. Time with God connects me with, with the Lord. Like today, you know, I spend time with the Lord. I was up in, uh, early in the, in the morning. I was reading Exodus. And I connected with God right there. And my connection to God keeps me surrendered to the Lord all day long and not connecting to the world all day long because my connection with God now is strong. Why? Because I began my day with him. And when I begin my day with him, it stays with him. And then, you know, you worship the Lord and you talk to him and you... You worship and you praise him and you are fellowshipping with him. And that just strengthens. It's like the tea getting deeper in the water, you know. So now I'm, I'm talking to the Lord. Why? Because his word blessed me. I was reading today about the tabernacle and I began looking through the order God gave Moses about the tabernacle. And I was so blessed. And I began to meditate on this. And next thing I know, I'm connecting with heaven through my spirit man. And now, to my amazement, I begin singing, not, re not, not realizing I'm singing and praising him and thanking him because the word triggered that life inside of me already, triggered that fellowship with the Lord in me already. And I began to fellowship with, with, with the Lord, and it was glorious. And, and I'm just my real self. I'm, I'm uh, sorry, I'm my real person, not self, forget self. I'm, I'm the real Ben Hin now. I'm just having a blessed time with God. And the self that is the world, I was disconnecting with. I, I was saying, eh, no, no, I don't want that. No, no, no I'm not going to do what to, whatever. So we have to do that daily. Daily we decide. But we cannot have the strength to decide in the soul if we're not talking to the Lord. So it all begins with the word of God. And the word of God takes hold of our spirit. The Lord now releases his life in our spirit. Now we begin to live in the spirit. And the soul becomes completely disconnected from the body's connection to the world. It's still there, but he just ignores it. 
it has no 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 power on him, no influence. It's weak, you know. And we just keep living. And so the carnal believer, the carnal believer, because there are two kinds of believers: the carnal, who is controlled by self and the world, and the spiritual, who is under the Lord's control. So that's what happened to me this morning. I became under the Lord's con- control by going to his word and triggering fellowship with him through his word. And now I'm blessing him and worshiping him and connecting with him. And suddenly I feel strength in my inner being. And now I'm singing and praising him, not realizing I'm doing it. And then I did realize and I just kept doing it. And I'm thinking, wow, this is so simple. You know, I've been in that over 50 years and I've said that to myself every, every time it happens. Oh, this is so simple. It's not a difficult thing to do. Is it difficult to talk to your mother? Is it difficult to talk to someone you love, your, your dad or your children? No, of course not. Or some good friend, no. Think about talking to the Lord daily, 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 daily. I talk to my children every day, more than once a day on the phone because they're my children. I want to get to know, are they okay? I talk to you know Suzanne every day, every day. Why? Because it's, it's my family. Well, he's, he's more than family to us. He is our life. Without him, we have no life. He's all in all in us, all in all to us. Jesus is everything. Start your day with him, and you'll see how the day will become brighter and brighter, like that water gets, you know, uh, tea gets hold of it more and more, and it smells like tea, and you, it's wonderful. Now, now. So... The inner man rules, and now, because of that fellowship, and Jesus begins to to reign in your life, through your life, and suddenly it flows out into the body. Because now my soul connected with the Lord through my spirit, now my soul literally begins to affect my, my body in the flesh, and now Jesus literally reigns through all of me not just spiritually, not just in my soul realm, but even even through the body. And that's what it means in John 10.10. I am come that that they might have life in abundance, even in in in, in in their physical world. That's the Christian life. All right. God declares us righteous when we are saved. But as we deny self and connect with the Lord, we grow into that righteousness. So we, he declares us righteous, but we grow into righteousness by denying self as we connect with him. And our soul becomes now, uh, it comes under his control, not the control of, of the world, and not our whole life is under his control. And that's how victory comes. That's how the... Promised land becomes reality. Now, many are not living in that victorious place because they are not living in the victory of their position. They are still in the bondage of their condition. They're not living in the victory of position. They are living in the bondage of condition. Well, be be free from your condition. Move into your position by connecting with the Lord. And then you, be, you begin living in that heavenly realm in Ephesians 1.3. Okay, so 
I have, I have something, you know, hanging on my, on my wall in my bedroom uh, in a frame. It says this, Jesus will never be all you need until he is all you have. I, I got that years ago from somewhere. I don't know how I got it, but I have it hanging in my bedroom right now. Jesus will never be all you need until he is all you have. Isn't that precious? You may want to write that down. Jesus will never be all you need until he is all you have. You have, no, you, you have none else. You have no one else to turn to. Lord, I thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, that this precious word today has been a blessing and a strength to your people who need it, Lord, who need to be free from that condition they've been under and bound to it for so long. Bring them free out of that condition where self is, is, is messing things up. Bring in confusion and chaos into that beautiful place of heavenly rest, that blessed place of heaven and rest. We've come to the place of that heaven of rest. We give you all the praise. Let your presence permeate their being today, permeate their soul today, and their bodies today. That you will be all in all in our hearts and our lives. And daily, Lord, we would experience you and your wonderful presence. We give you the praise. Amen. Well, I pray this has been a blessing to you. And... uh, I'm going to ask you now to give to the Lord's work. You know, I come daily to you to bless you, to encourage you, to strengthen you, to minister to you. And I love doing this. I, I love it more than I love my life. I love ministering the word more than I love my life. I really, really mean that. And all I ask of you is help me keep doing it. Just help me keep doing it. And that's what happens when you sow seed. You tell me, keep going. Keep going, Benny. We we need this. We need this. And you know, it's hard to say this, but it's true. This message really needs to be heard because very few even talk about it. I mean, I still hear about it here and there, but I heard so much when I was young about this. Today, very few talk about the crucified life and It's all about Jesus, not about me and self. And I want to get that message out. I I want to keep, you know, shouting it from the housetops until God takes me home. I want to keep pointing you to the Lord. It's all about Jesus, not not about anything else or anyone else. And I just want to keep doing this. I want to keep blessing you with his word, ministering to you. But uh, I'm just going to ask you today to give to the Lord so I can keep doing what God has called me to do. And I'm traveling more now. I'm not accepting every invitation because if I accept every invitation, I won't be able to be with you like this. But uh, I'm accepting some, and we, we can still do this on the road, and I have in the car and other places, in hotels and so on. But I really am loving this. I'm loving this. So... Would you help me keep doing this by just sowing seed today? So go go ahead and sow your seed now to Benihin Ministries, 
You can do it on the platform you're watching on, or you can do it just by going to our website. That's the quickest and simplest. That's benahim.org. That's it. That's it. And if, if you have a prayer need, send your prayer requests today to Pastor Benny at benahim.org. In fact, my daughter Natasha is in charge now of this. And she'll be in touch with you if there's a need that someone call you or something. She'll, she'll get a hold of you. And that's my, my own daughter, Natasha. So uh, you can send me your prayer request. Or if you have a question, go ahead and ask. And she usually tells me, Daddy so-and-so wants to know this, you know. Or you can give by text, BHM45777. And please, if anyone sends you some kind of message through social media saying they're Benny and asking you for money, don't you believe it. You'll see my face talk to you. You'll see me, you know, and I'll be... Uh, coming to you with 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 a, with the heart that needs to be, because that's just me, you know. But people, you know, out there are pretending to be Ben Hina, they're not. So be be wise in your giving. Be careful who you send your money to. Verify that they are who they say they are. Okay. So much love to you, and I'll see you tomorrow. And we're gonna have a blessed day again tomorrow. So Jesus is Lord, and he is closer to you than the very air you're breathing. I'll see you again. Bye-bye. Benny Hen Ministries has stayed on the cutting edge for the past five decades, making the move from analog television to digital broadcasts, HDTV, the Internet, streaming live events, and social media. Today's fast-changing, bold new world brings an entirely new set of challenges what we did in 1974 when this ministry began, or in 2000, or even 2022, will not be effective in 2023, and who knows what 2024 and beyond will bring. Benny Hinn's ministry has been at the forefront of each innovation that provides a better way of taking the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world more effectively and efficiently. Today, more than ever before, we stand on the edge of a bold new world. From the beginning, the Lord made it clear that keeping and storing all archives and resources should be a top priority. This is a new hour. This is the Joshua generation. Now I want to tell you something. The first thing God said to Moses is go down. The first thing he said to Joshua is arise. We're not a people who are going down. We are ones who are rising up. Even with controlled temperature storage facilities, time has been the enemy. Tape warping, decay, housing detachments, cracks, shredding, and breakdowns happen. Older tapes break, disintegrate, and require surgical-type methods of restoration. Thus far, we've rescued and digitized 10,500 of the 13,437 tapes from the past half century. To God be the glory. A conservative estimate to finish this digitation process is a million dollars to restore the final 30% of these disintegrating tapes and move everything over to a much more permanent digital format. The project, already started, can be completed fairly quickly. Imagine, if you will, what could happen if all of our digitized material could be used to translate everything into every language on Earth. It is possible. Even better, how exciting would it be to translate these materials using the same voice as originally spoken, yet in all of the different dialects around the world? Pastor Benny speaks several languages, 
But imagine if his teachings became available online with him speaking in Swahili, Mandarin, Portuguese, Belarusian, or Cherokee. This amazing AI tool will be useful around the world. Pastor Benny's legacy, life's work, calling, and anointing will be preserved for generations yet to come until the Lord returns. And with artificial intelligence tools that can translate all of the digitized materials into languages around the world, we can truly fulfill our Lord's great commission. Nearly 50 years ago, this great adventure known as Benny Hen Ministries began with one voice. Today, that one voice continues to be amplified over and over through every possible means. It's time to finish the job. What happens next will be the greatest blessing of all.